Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. Currently, less than 8% of former foster youth attend college and only 3% obtain degrees. They're in need of educational and employment guidance, as well as life skills training and affordable housing. Inspire Life Skills Training seeks to assist these transitional age youth in overcoming their past and gaining the skills and support needed to choose a positive and rewarding future. Here to tell us more is Christy Perez, founder and director of Inspire Life Skills. Thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Christy, start by telling us what is Inspire Life Skills Training? Right. So we're a private nonprofit, which means that we're not like a government contracted nonprofit. We mostly survive by generous private donors and foundations and some church support. And so we are able to kind of set our guidelines of what we think is best to serve these youth. And we were founded in 2005. And the idea was to, you know, help to break the cycle of abuse and poverty that often plagues the generations of families that are experiencing foster care or incarceration. And at the time, I just had heard about foster youth not going to college. And then a lot of them having these terrible outcomes like at the time in 2005 70% of foster kids were ending up homeless Mm -hmm. that has gone down thank God but it's taken you know about 17 years for that to go down and at the time too the college rate was even lower it was about like a 4% rate even attempted to go to college and then there was high teenage pregnancy drug use incarceration just a lot of outcomes that happen when you don't have a family that's raising you in some kind of stability and so I thought why is there nothing proactive I looked around our community I was just gonna volunteer I had twins I have twins at the time they were in kindergarten so I thought I had some extra time on my hands and I would just volunteer somewhere like a few hours a week with youth There was nothing in our area that was focused on education. And to me, when you look at those outcomes and those statistics, what was blaring to me was that, you know, there was no proactive interventions going on with getting them through education. And without that, and I'm talking formalized education, but also life skills and like those soft skills that we need every day, then it's going to be really hard for them to break the cycle. So I thought, okay, we got to do something that can be a proactive intervention. And then Inspire was born in 2005. And we've had very generous donors and volunteers that have come alongside us for all these years. What do you think sets Inspire apart from other organizations that work with transitional age youth? 
I think a couple things. One is that, you know, we don't have those county contracts, which does kind of dictate more like how many months somebody can stay in a program or what they can do. Like a lot of those government-directed programs require that they work full-time instead of maybe going to school full-time. The thing that really sets us apart is that we are the education-focused program. So it can be college, but it also can be like a vocational program. Like I love it when maybe a youth wants to go to cosmetology school or auto mechanic or something like that that they can learn in like 18 months and it will help them to become stable. I love vocational programs. I wish more young adults did that these days. But we kind of help them decide what their path is going to be based on their ability and their motivation. And then, you know, just keep them encouraged towards that. How do transitional age youth find Inspire? So a few different ways. The main one I would say is the college counselors. So one great thing that's happened in, I'd say, the last decade is that every college has a foster youth liaison now. A lot of the colleges call it like guardian scholars program. Some of them have different names. I wish they would just stick to one name. So a lot of the foster youth get connected to that program and then those counselors will refer them to us if they need housing. So our housing program is just in the Inland Empire. The students can come from anywhere as long as they're willing to move to where our houses are in the Inland Empire. And that is we've got a girl's house in Corona a boys' house in Eastvale, and three different homes, two for girls, one for boys in Riverside. And so we have to put them as close to the colleges as possible because transportation is a real issue. So as long as the student, is, the youth, is willing to move to one of those locations, then they can attend one of those schools and live in the house. So oftentimes it's like the RCC or the Norco College counselors referring them to us. We also do outreach to the high schools so that, you know, hopefully we capture that student right when they graduate at 18. They don't spend any time couch surfing or living on the streets. So that's ideal as we get them right at 18, like right when they graduate high school. They do have to have a high school diploma or a GED to come to us. And they do need to come in by age 22. And unfortunately, at this time in our housing program, we can't serve youth that have children, but we do have a newer program, which I'll talk about in a little bit, that can serve youth with children. You mentioned that transportation is a challenge. What are some of the other challenges that former foster youth may face once they get to college? Finances, of course. So, you know, our community colleges don't have dorms, and so they get enough money to pay for, like, their tuition, But how are they going to live? There's no money for them to live. They don't get enough in like FAFSA grants in order to pay for living expenses at that time. Once they get to the four-year college, the FAFSA provides more financial aid for them. So driving, most foster kids don't get their license. Like I'd say 99% of them don't get their license when Mm -hmm. they're in care. So they're, you know, already set back socially a couple years from their peers because they are not driving. So when they come to us, even when they come to us sometimes at 20 or 21, they don't have a license. And so getting them prepped for taking the permit test, the written test, and then we will pay for them to have private driving lessons because I used to be the one to teach them and I just... (sighs) I can't do it anymore. I've gotten too old for that because <laughs> it gives me a heart attack. So we'll pay for the driving lessons and then they'll get their license. But that's a huge step of independence. But And then saving for a car, you know. So we are blessed to get some donated cars. So if people have cars 
laying around that just aren't getting driven very much, we would be a great place to donate it to because it goes directly to one of our students. It makes a life-changing impact because they can just get around. It opens up so many more possibilities for jobs for them, like where they can go. It doesn't have to just be where they can walk or take the bus. But also the person that donates it gets like the full Kelly Blue Book write-off because it's not like we're reselling it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just going right to a client. Um, Little plug there for donating cars. But there's a lot of struggles. They also are missing a lot of academic building blocks. So, you know, you've probably heard that foster kids oftentimes are moved around during their academic career. So they may have gone to upwards of 10 to 20 schools from kindergarten through high school. So every time they're moved, you know, they could be missing different like math building blocks or English. And so then they're thrown into community college. They were oftentimes socially promoted. And so they graduated, but maybe they didn't really have all the academic skills that they needed. So then they're thrown into college and just really struggling academically. So we try to do as much, you know, tutoring or hook them up with tutors through the school as we can to help them get caught up. But I would say that is a huge, you know, I wouldn't say stumbling block, but a little bit of a bump in the road. And then a lot of our youth struggle with mental health. So they are, you know, coming out of histories of abuse, neglect. Oftentimes there's mental health, you know, history in their family, drug abuse history in their family. So they have all that going on. And so they're trying to learn to adapt around that or overcome it. So the mental health issues can be pretty significant. And so we provide counseling and connect them with doctors if they need to get on medication or whatever. But that's definitely one of our other struggles. And then sometimes they're used to having a social worker, but then that's that ends. And so they don't have that connection point, but then we do connect them with a volunteer mentor. So that's somebody just through our program. And our mentors are amazing. We love our mentors, but they aren't trained as master's level social workers. So we do our best to fill in there, but there's just a lot of transition for this age, this age youth. I'm speaking with Christy Perez, founder and director of Inspire Life Skills Training. What responsibilities do the transitional age youth have while they're being served by Inspire? We do keep them pretty busy. So they're in school full time. They're also working part time. They're meeting with their mentor. They're coming to life skills classes. They're attending counseling and they do pay a little bit of rent because we do want them to have some skin in the game and learn what it's like to be responsible. They pay about $150 a month in rent and, you know, they get a late fee if they're late because we're trying to teach them what the real world looks like, but then we're kind of a safety net for them. And what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? I would say trying to work with the mental health struggles that the youth have and those academic building blocks because we'll get students like we have a young lady that just came to us she's 18 she's so sweet she's so young she wants to do so well she's just super excited but the ability isn't there yet so -hmm. she's got the motivation piece but like you know her academic ability is just really lacking right now and so it's heartbreaking because I know she's going to struggle but I mean we're trying to work on other resources for her to get her up to speed so that can be disheartening and then the mental health we also can have students that do great and then they kind of self-sabotage they're they're almost always the first one in their family to go to college and 
some of the students still have contact with family members. I'd say a good amount of them do. It's not always healthy, though. Sometimes there's some toxicity to those relationships. Mm -hmm. And they may hear things such as, like, why do you need to go to college? Like, you should be working and supporting the family. Or you should be watching your younger siblings now that you're 18. You shouldn't be going to college. I'm sure some of them are supportive, but mostly I hear from my students that mom may not understand why they want to go to college. They could be doing other things. What are you most excited about right now? I am most excited about some growth that inspires experiencing. So, you know, a lot of nonprofits struggled during the pandemic. We were lucky enough to actually grow. And so we did a pilot program about two years ago called Inspired Scholars. And that was specifically for foster youth that were attending four-year universities. And so they're not living in our houses. So these can be foster youth going anywhere, any four-year university. And then they do professional coaching via Zoom. And then they get a monthly stipend towards their housing cost because they're still struggling financially too. And they just feel so much support and that financial help really relieves some of their burden. And we also offer them counseling too. So that program we did with a couple students two years ago, and then we just kind of went for it during the pandemic, and we added 13 more students into that program, and they go to all different colleges. And what I'm most excited about is that that can become a national program. Once we raise enough money and I can hire more coaches and have enough money for the monthly stipends, that can go across the whole nation. It can be any foster kid going to any four-year university. And working with the Inspired Scholars has been like really a breath of fresh air for me because they're a little bit more mature. They've often already gone through community college. They've gone through the transfer process. They're more serious about their education. They've kind of go gone through those growing pains. And 100% of our inspired scholars have persisted. Like they've continued through school the last couple years. And so we haven't had anybody drop out. And so it's exciting. We had four graduates this past year. So I'm really excited about that program and like how many more people we can touch outside of just our area. What are some of your future goals? I would like to hire a communications director because we have a very small staff. It's myself. We have another gal that does so wears so many hats. She does case management with students, works with our donors, our volunteers, our special events. And then we have like a part-time case manager for our guys that oversees the guys in the program. And then we have a very part-time office assistant. So we're also spread thin that hiring somebody that can help us with communications would be great because there's so many great stories and things that we want to tell our supporters and it's like we just run out of time to write up the email or to you know create a new written piece or we're pretty decent on social media but there's just so much more that could be told but we're just on to the next thing all the time so i'm really looking forward to you know one of my goals is to hire a communications director how can the community support you? So there's lots of different ways. We do seek donations, obviously financial donations. We're mostly supported by monthly partners. And so people send in like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month. And all that gathered together pays the leases on those five houses and the utilities and school books and eyeglasses, like all the random things that are needed. And then also we do different drives, like a school supply drive, a toiletry drive, things like that. So maybe if you're part of a small group, 
or you know your your office wants to pull together a drive for us we go through a lot of gift cards because we believe that the students should kind of earn things and not just always have a handout so they can earn grocery gift cards in lots of different ways like going to their counseling appointments coming to their life skills classes so gift cards in $25 increments is ideal then like I said we have mentors and so that's a longer commitment so that is you committing to being walking alongside a student for the time that they're in the program and oftentimes it becomes a lifelong relationship and so we do need there to be commitment to speaking to your student once a week and then meeting at least once a month and coming to some special events that we do like we do a summer barbecue and Thanksgiving dinner Christmas party so we do want the mentors to come to those things with their youth also we have an event we have two events a year we do one in the spring one in the fall which are our main fundraisers and so if you want to sign up to be on a committee and help with that or just attend and like hear some of the stories from our youth and make a donation that night we would love it That event is happening on Saturday, September 10th at the Riverside Marriott. Tickets are on sale now at inspirelifeskills.org. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for making a difference for the youth in our community. And I hope you have a very successful event on September 10th. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.